What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. And this is actually a segment within the Project 2030 um, podcast and and, and really kind of connected to the Project 2030 brand. Now, um, the brand is live. And what I mean by that is uh, Laura and I, my partner, my co-founder in this project, we have been working very hard. We are gearing up to fill up the very first cohort. Um, we are excited about that. I will provide dates um, when those dates are finally um, kind of set in stone, but but we are excited. And so I'm actively recruiting and working hard to find um Anyone that's looking to become an HR business partner, uh, a head of people for the first time, a VP level, an executive level, a CHRO, um, and those folks may look like, you know, people and culture managers. They may look like generalists that have been within those roles for the last seven years and looking to make that transition. They may look like um, learning and development specialists that have been doing that role for seven or eight years and looking to make a transition and become an executive across the board. And so um, we're excited. And so you guys will, will definitely be be hearing more uh, from me when it comes to Project 2030 and some of the content and some of the perspectives that, uh, that, that we have to say and that we want to share. Um, so today, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about the resume and what it looks like when you're trying to apply to become ahead of people, you know, what it looks like to have some, some outlines around what you want to touch on, not only within your resume, but once you get into an interview, what are some things that you want to kind of unpack? And if you guys remember, I have a, a company called Project, uh, Project. I have a company called uh, Beyond Resume, which I'm doing a lot of great partnerships with career coaches and, and such. And we have a, an initiative there called Core 18. And so what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to give you guys some insights and some free game around combining Core 18 and Beyond Resume and some of the principles and the foundations and the topics there and combined it with the Project 2030 perspectives and insights and, and conversations when it comes to applying to become ahead of people for the very first time and what one should be thinking about six months, a year as uh, before they actually apply to become that and start networking and figuring out where the opportunities are. And so again, um, Project 2030 is in the the process of fully launching. It is live. We are recruiting for the first cohort. We are excited. We are working very hard to think through how to create this first cohort to be the best cohort that it can be. And um, we have a lot to say and we have a lot to share. So I guess what I want to do is I want to give some insight again into the core 18. At the high level, I believe as an applicant walking into an organization, as a professional walking into an organization, you should be putting together a core team. What's a core team? A core team is uh, a brain dump, if you will, a very thoughtful, strategic brain dump around how you show up operationally within an organization across 18 different categories. Um, I will rant out a few of them uh, to rant out all 18 would take a while. And I actually believe I have a podcast episode that, um, that unpacks all all 18. And so maybe I'll point to that in the show notes. But some of those attributes are contextual financial needs, day-to-day culture needs, projects and tasks, aka, you know, you know, things that a, a job seeker must work on and, and how that connects to their future career mapping goals, 
career mapping as a category, internal communication needs and preferences with fellow leaders and, and direct reports as a category, um, one-on-one meeting needs, um, change management and communication needs when it comes to, again, uh, the, the type of culture and the type of environment and the type of organization they're, they're being um, kind of thrown into. And so, again, if you look at what I'm breaking down, it's really two phases. Number one, how I show up as a professional operationally. And then secondly, what are the realities of the organization operationally today? And here are the things that I'm looking for out of an organization and what you would do as an employer, as an employer, as a professional, as an applicant walking into an organization, what you would do is you would unpack your 18, you would unpack this data to an employer, to a hiring manager, to a, you know, directly to a CEO, walking into that role, walking to that organization, letting them know clearly what you're looking for uh, and, 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 and conducive and, and connected to those 18. Sorry, guys, I didn't take a sip of water. But um, again, these are the 18. Again, there's many more. I think I ranted out maybe seven or eight right there. And so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to attempt to kind of connect this to the Project 2030 work. And so, you know, what does it look like when you're applying to become head of people for the very first time? I think there's a few things to think about really, really, really connected to the core 18. I think the first thing, uh, contextual financial needs. I believe more than ever right now, the head of people role, that is a role. If I, if I could make, if everything I could say is a, is a, is a, a, a swing of the wand, if you will, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm waving my wand and everything that I'm saying is going to come true. I believe the, the contextual finding, which you need number one, it's contextual to your life. And so you may have, you know, you may have two newborns, you may have your, your, your elderly mother that is dealing with cancer moving back into your home. You may have a partner that's dealing with severe health issues. You may have overheads that are just contextually to, to your life and your circumstance. And so, number one, the contextual financial needs are non-negotiables that are connected to your personal finances and your overhead month to month that you're going to need this organization to take care of. That's just what it is at its most authentic and most raw form. The second area of contextual financial needs, it kind of gets into the conversation of figuring out uh, what the head of role, head of people role is really worth. And I think walking into an organization, what I'm asking every single first time head of people applier is the following. Your role as a head of people is so, so, so vital. Like just objectively, the impact you can make when it comes to data, when it comes to retention, when it comes to productivity, when it comes to uh, organizational alignment, team alignment, overall team productivity, um, making sure products get out on time, connected to that team alignment and productivity, um, executive coaching and making sure leaders and managers and executives are creating not only an exclusive culture, but are creating contextual learning and development and mentorship and teaching and leadership moments that are engaging, that are exciting, that are um, motivating, that are keeping the best talent that are connected to the bottom lines within the organization and even some of the 
more mid-level talent that are filling the the nuanced roles and filling some of the other contextual moments that are allowing that emotional glue, that culture glue to remain in the organization, which again can be connected to the bottom lines. Your responsibility as a head of people, I think is one that is really, really, really impactful, really, really, really important. And so for me, when I walk into that organization, I'm thinking about those things as it contain as it as it pertains to my financial needs. Again, the contextual financial needs are non-negotiables based off what you need in your life. But beyond that, I'm frankly looking for a six-figure role, six-figure salary. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the 130s to 190s in in in, in salary. I'm I'm really looking at that. I'm looking at my role to be just as impactful as a COO, just as impactful as a CMO, just as impactful as a CTO, just as impactful as anyone at that executive level, frankly. And 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 if I'm you guys and the, I guess the motivation and the and the and the support um and the mentorship that I want to give throughout the Project 2030 brand is the, these things should not be a nice to have. I, I want you to look at yourself with that same respect and from that same POV um, to, to, to get and, and to expect and to uh, be excited about that type of a salary because I think you guys deserve it. And I think there's objective conversations that can be had when you boil it down. And so I think walking to that interview you outline all of the different connection points that you know a lot of the work that you're doing can be connected to top line revenue, new revenue, uh, bottom lines, productivity within the org, really, really black and white financial metrics. And then you explain to them why you believe you want and need and deserve the 130 or the 170 or the 190 or the 200. And we're talking about K, six figures, thousands. Um, that's what I just I think that's a really good thing to think about. Um, the second thing actually within the core 18 is ideal workflow desires and structure. Let me give you guys uh, a little bit of a, an unpacking of what that means. You know, when you think about workflow, workflow needs, I want you to take a look, you know, at the job description and, and a few opportunities that you're excited about. I want you to think about and break down the tasks that you must work on. I want you to think about how you go about executing those tasks. You know, at, you know, I want you to think about the flow of how you actually go to A to Z with a certain project, the flow A to Z of how you align teams around you and how you expect those teams to work with you. Um, again, this is a very complex uh question from an ideal workflow desire perspective. But when I think about the head of people role, I also think about workflow. I also think about the design of a day-to-day. And so I guess moving into that role for the very first time and applying and, and going through the, going through the interview process of trying to articulate what you need or what you want when it comes to the, the when it comes to the ideal workflow and the structure I'm genuinely thinking about the following categories you know I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the am- amount of autonomy I have within an overall um, initiative and program I'm thinking about not having to go through any hoops and hoops and, and loops when it comes to getting things approved from a CFO or getting things approved from a CTO. I'm thinking about kind of having inevitable green lights in different big buckets of learning and development or big buckets in talent management or big buckets in adjustments to onboarding processes or or salary and compensation models and things of that nature. And so to get a little bit more granular, when I'm thinking about a workflow, what I want you guys in the interview process to unpack and, and really explain um, for yourself and when you're articulating this to a leader is that 
the workflows need to be very seamless in executions. The workflows need to be very seamless in not having too much red tape or friction. You need to have kind of a direct line to uh, the the executives, to the to the C-suite level folks there. Um, you need to kind of have a direct line of communication when it comes to anyone else that is going to be supporting you with these initiatives and tasks. And when I say a direct line, again, I'm really talking about the friction. I'm really talking about the green lights. I'm really talking about the things that you're going to be able to kind of get off the ground immediately. Um, and I'm also talking about the folks that you're working with. And so when I also think about a workflow, I'm not just thinking about what I, what, what tasks, what projects, what aspects of getting something to complete execution, which is a Z and an A to Z format, and how I can, again, only have to really get a green light from the CEO. I'm also thinking about, okay, who do I need to support me? For instance, you know, there are certain things within compensation models that a CFO will be able to give you a lot of support around. I want to make sure the workflow within that CFO is really seamless, is really productive. And I think as a head of people, you really need to think through what is that workflow? What does that look like? What are those communications look like? What are the meeting cadences look like? What are the conversations you're having? Where are the moments where you inevitably will, will need them along a certain process? You need to be able to commute communicate that to a CFO when they're going to need to come in, what you're, you're going to need from them, how much time you're going to need from them. These are things you're going to have to genuinely think about. And I think you need to kind of articulate those things to someone during the hiring process. Um, let me find another one for you guys and maybe wrap it up here. Um, I think, I think of, uh, you know, I think I'm looking at two, I think meeting structure is another thing I want to talk about. Um, you know, when I think about meeting structures, I think about when it comes to the head of people role, you know, I think about I think about budget and finance meetings. I think about Hey guys, sorry about that. There's a little bit of an interruption um, in the technology here, but let's get right back to the episode where we're talking about the Beyond Resume um, Core 18 initiatives and how that shows up within your process and your search for becoming and applying to become ahead of people for the first time. Thanks a lot. Sorry guys, got cut off there. Um, had a call come in. Um, I think about, I think about, um, what, so what was I talking about? Sorry, I got, got distracted there. Um, I'm talking about meeting structure as it pertains to the head of people role, as it pertains to those things. And so when I think about that, again, I think about budget and finance meetings. I think about, I think about the conversations I'm having with talent development, I'm thinking about the conversations I'm having with my CEO. I'm thinking about the meeting cadence and structures there. I'm thinking about the meeting cadences and structures that I'm having with a CTO, maybe. I'm thinking about the cadence and meeting structures I'm having, maybe even with some of my, my staff and my team around me within the people operations department. And so when it connects to the core 18, what are some examples of the meeting structures? How do you want those meeting structures to be? How do you want those meeting structures to be curated? How do you want those meeting structures to be conducted? What what's a good meeting structure for you personally, contextually? I think as a head of people connected to the core 18, again, a lot of this is pulling back the control, pulling back the 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 process, if you will, and making sure that you're articulating to your CEO, your CEO walking into that organization 
Here's what I personally, as a head of people, contextual to my skills, my strengths, my weaknesses, here's what I'm looking for when it comes to the meeting structures and the cadences. Here's where I work best within meeting structures and moments. Here's who I need to have in these meetings. Here's how long I want these meetings to be to be had. Here are some of the topics and some of the categories, and here's the cadences. I think these are things that folks really need to think about moving into the head of people role for the very first time. And I say this because I believe that I believe that if you don't have a lot of intentionality, I think CEOs and CTOs and CIOs and other executive level roles, I think they can start to trump and bombard and push their weight around when it comes to meetings and and telling you how you're going to fit into those meetings. And I think you can be looked at very easily as a secondary focus and a secondary player and a secondary voice. And I think if you come in very intentional around what are the structures and what are the realities that you need when it comes to the meetings, I think, and again, the Corey team, these are non-negotiable. So walking in, applying for a head of people, you're, you're unpacking those meeting structures around this is what it's going to be, and this is how it looks for me personally. Here's not what I'm what, what's the nice to have or what I want it to be. So even that, again, that intentionality is so key. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's really impactful and really important for the head of people role. And so, I don't know. Those are just a few thoughts that I have when it comes to the core eighteen um, in in conjunction and connecting to the uh, to the beyond uh, beyond resume to the to the project twenty thirty and the head of people role for the first time. Um, again, I will be making more content around these things and how to prepare for the interview. What to think about when it comes to the core eighteen? What it thinks about what 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 to think about when it pertains to to being ahead of people, um, what th- what it comes to, again, all the different aspects of the core 18 and all the different categories that make up the core 18 and how you show up within the org. And again, I think the biggest thing I want to leave you guys with is the following. Within the core 18, within applying for the, the head of people role for the first time, a lot of these things are around walking in to an organization with that level of intentionality that you are crafting and designing the roles, again, whether it's financial needs, whether it's meeting structure, whether it's how your onboarding goes, what you need from the org during onboarding, um, expectations of a direct report, which in most cases would be the CEO. This is around going and saying what you need, what you expect, how it should be for you and how it's going to be for you, not walking into a moment in a circumstance where um, you don't have any of that power. Because there are so many different types of heads of people. And what I want more than anything for you folks for the first time is to walk into a head of people role that is designed and curated with a level of intentionality that works best for you personally. Not what works best for someone else within the org, a.k.a. the CEO, etc., but what works best for you personally. That is a level of intentionality and, 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 and clarity that I think needs to be needs to be respected a little bit more and something that I think more folks need to think a lot about. And um, hopefully this episode today brought some value. So thanks a lot. Um, Hopefully these episodes will get better. I stumbled around a little bit, but I think um, I was able to articulate a little bit of the core 18 and how that shows up within applying for the head of people role for the first time. Thanks a lot, guys.